right, folks, here we go. Another Sunday. It is the final day of 2023, New Year's Eve. Obviously, everybody's looking forward to tonight for some reason. Everybody's all looking forward to partying, but it's a Sunday, and Sunday's not known for partying, especially for young folks, but that's a different story for a different deal. But today is a critical day because a lot of teams could be partying a playoff spot. A couple divisions could be clinched today. We do have a lot of games to look over very shortly. There is a playoff eliminator game in this as well, but a lot on the line this today. So we'll get to our unanimous picks first. Uh, our, our unanimous picks are the 49ers over Washington today. Yeah, I mean that should be a that should be one. Um, but one thing to note before we get started, you know, coming into the week. The Eagles had three things that needed to happen for us to uh, uh, potentially get the number one seed. One thing happened last night with the Cowboys losing to Detroit. The other two are obviously the Eagles need to win out. And then San Francisco needs to lose one of the next two games, which is obviously Washington, which they should win. But that Week 18 game that we were just saying, off of me and you, um, that Rams game is going to be tough, man. The Rams are playing well, and uh, they're going to be playing for a playoff spot. So that's going to be a that's going to be a tough game, man. So the, the number one seed is not out of the equation. No, it's not. As as weird as bizarre as bizarre as this season, as this month has been, and tough as this month has been for the Eagles, somehow San Francisco has not gone run, run away and hide. That that Christmas loss has brought the Eagles right back into this into this battle, and they have and they have a harder finish 49ers than the Eagles do next week. So we'll see what happens. But well, we do well, have some games we will not look over. Well, one other thing before that, man. Um, what? One other note before that about the Eagles and Niners. You know, back when the Eagles began that uh, uh, killer row of games, you know. Once we got to this certain point, I said all they have to do is win one of those last three between the Niners, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks. And I said they'd be home free because I said the Niners would get their asses kicked by the Ravens. Um, the problem is the Eagles didn't come through with any of those three. They went 0-3. They needed to win one out of those three games and blew all three of them. So uh, if, it w- if, if they had just beaten Seattle that, and, and not blown that game, all we'd have to do is beat two horrible teams and we'd be the number one seed. Yeah, but still, but still, we still have an out. It's it's still there. It's still a possibility, but we'll we'll see. I mean, it's not over yet. I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but like I said, we're going to look. We're going to look at some of these games. We're not going to look over. The Broncos has gotten has ended the Russell Wilson era for all intents and purposes. Even though they're still a lot technically alive in the playoff race, we know that. That they're probably not making it, so that game with the Chargers we're going to scratch from. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's one another game I'll be able to see. All right, so we're going to do a quick, even though most of these games are playoff indicators, a shotgun no huddle with a couple of these matchups. Oh, yeah, also Buffalo over New England is also another unanimous pick. Yeah, that, yeah that's not even worth talking about. But we have at least a couple games we have to look over as a as a shotgun no huddle, even though they're playoff indicators. The first one is Atlanta trying to win their 
trying to win the NFC South needs help. They need obviously Tampa Bay has to lose more importantly today to keep their their chances of making the postseason alive. Like I said, Arthur Smith is fighting for his for his job. He knows if they don't make the playoffs, he won't be coaching in 2024 here here in the ATL. There is Chicago today. Chicago mathematically still has a chance in the playoffs, but we all both agree they, they're out. For all intent, they're out. So, but a critical matchup for Atlanta. Can they? Can they somehow stay alive for one more week? All right. Yeah, man. Well, one thing, one nice thing about this time of year, um, you know, I do tend to get annoyed at, at, at this time of year where that my whole Sunday is uh, is still devoted to football when I could be, you know, out at the beach or something, but um, the nice thing is when we do these calls, man, there's a lot of games we can just skip over because one or both teams are out of the playoffs, and it, this is one of the cases. Um, Atlanta at least has something to play for, so I'm going to say Atlanta, but the Bears have been playing a lot better since Justin Fields came back from his injury, so either way, I'm going with Atlanta. Final score, I'll say uh, 24-23. Well, like I said, things have, like I said, Atlanta's trying to stay in the playoff race, or at least try to win the division. And the Bears have nothing to play for, even though technically, even though it's an extreme long shot, everybody in front of them has to lose. It's pretty much unlikely that's going to happen. So Chicago's going to get eliminated no matter what at the end of the day. But I think they're going to win this game. I think Atlanta, has, has, even though they won their best game of the year last week, Against Giants, Indy Colts. This is the game is in in um, Soldier Field. This is an indoor team. The Falcons are an indoor team, so that's not going to work for them. So I'm going to go with the Bears, and the final score, thirty-two to twenty-four. Okay. All right, we're going to go to the NF, NF, uh, AFC South. A lot, a lot to pretty much put put it into perspective here. Uh, I said all three. The Jack, Jaguars, Colts, and Texans are at eight and seven. Jaguars currently hold the lead. Colts hold the seventh seed, and Houston would not be in. That's how bizarre and crazy the AFC South is. They could all finish with the same record, but they could all, but one of them may only get in. Two of them may get in, or only one gets in. It could be interesting, but we'll look at these games quickly. We're going to first start with Jacksonville. No Trevor Lawrence today. Trevor Lawrence will miss today's game. He's been set, sat out, even though he can't. He says he's healthy enough to play. He's not healthy. He has an ankle injury, a shoulder injury. He, he also had a concussion here recently. So C.J. Beathard is going to get his first start since 2020. Obviously, you know, it's, it's Carolina. Carolina sucks. We all know that. But. But Carolina has played better in recent weeks, and uh, their and uh, and their uh, their quarterback, their you know their top quarterback, their rookie quarterback, has shown shown some ability. So this could be a spoiler. Jacksonville knows if they don't win win this game, they could be they could be on the outside looking in, regardless of what happens next week. So a very critical matchup for Jacksonville. Go ahead. All right. Well, I mean, um, um, Trevor Lawrence is obviously crazy tough. Um, playing through all these injuries, but he hasn't been playing well. So the, the, the thinking here is they're playing a terrible team. The way Lawrence has played, they're better with a healthy Bethard than they are with uh, 
uh, Lawrence. So um, let him rest this week against a joke team. I think they have a really easy game, which should be an easy game next week too. Let him rest for two weeks. There's no excuse to lose this game. And if you uh, get into the uh, playoffs, maybe he's actually healthy enough to make make some noise. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville, even with Bethard. I mean, there's no excuse to lose this game. Jacksonville, final score, I'll say uh, 20 to 13. Yeah, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to take too much on this game. This is a critical game for Jacksonville. Jacksonville looked like a few weeks ago was a, was a shooting shooting to win this division, but now it does now nine more. And Trevor Lawrence's health has obviously played a big role in their struggles. But I think today they do bounce back. C.J. Bethard is a good enough. He's good enough backed up to win. And Carolina obviously is the worst team in football, so they should be able to win this game. But what's that? I forgot that quarterback's name, that rookie quarterback, the the overall pick. Bryce what Young. What was his name? For Carolina. Bryce Young. Oh, Bryce Young. See, I almost forget. I keep fucking forgetting names. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see what happens here. But Bryce Young has played better, and we'll see what happens here today. But I'm going to go with the with Jacksonville. Jacksonville should win, and they will. Final score, 24-13. to 13. Okay. I think I got the rock on here on uh, on NFL on Fox, which is weird. I don't think he's a Cowboy fan, but that's weird. Yeah, I see. Anyway. It looks like it's because Jimmy Johnson's in the Ring of Honor. Oh yeah, I forgot the you, Rock. The U, but he wasn't his. But he wasn't his coach at, at, at the U. He, by the Rock, got there in ninety in ninety, and Jimmy was already in the NFL. Coach. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. All right, it's, move it on. It does. I, I mean, they went to the same. They were at the same school at some point, but. I mean, you think like maybe Michael Irvin or somebody who he's actually coached, but whatever. Yeah, it, it's bizarre. But anyway, all right, let's continue. Like I said, we're going to go into Houston. Houston, big matchup here. The return of C.J. Stroud, who should win Rookie of the Year, third in the league in passing. Obviously, he's missed the last two weeks. Tennessee's coming off a coming off a close loss, but still can play the uh, still can play the. The spoiler role as they try to try and make this post as they try to help their cause, but critical matchup for Houston. Who knows they cannot afford to lose one more game, let alone losing out, winning out. So critical matchup for Houston as they try to keep alive in the postseason race themselves. Go ahead. All right, yeah, like you said, Cedar Stroud is back. Um, the rookie on the other side, Will Levis, who's been who's shown a lot of talent. Um, I'm pretty sure he was injured last week. I don't even remember if he played or not. Yeah, he didn't play. Tannehill played. Yeah, yeah. So he's back. Um, so you got rookie versus rookie. But uh, uh, Houston's just the better team right now. Better coach team. I know you love uh, I know you love Vrabel, but I mean, D'Amico Ryans is just the better coach at the moment. So either way, I'm going with the, the rookie of the year, C.J. Stroud. Um, Houston, final score. I'm going to say 30 to 20. Yeah, this is a critical matchup for Houston because as much as you would think that th- this is a lock that they'll win this game, remember Derrick Henry is playing and he's playing pretty well. Of course, if, if he's running the ball and doing his thing, it's going to be a tough a tough road here for Houston. I think Houston's going to win, but this is going to be a battle. This is going to be tough. Tennessee has nothing to play for. Houston, obviously, they've if they struggle with other injuries, not just C.J. Stroud, but other injuries as well. 
Like I said, they don't have Dell. Their their top receiver Tank Dell. He's out for the season. So a lot of things they have to get their their act together and stuff. So we'll see what happens here today. But I'm going to go with Houston as well. But unlike you, they're going to have to fight for this one. So Houston wins, stays alive for one more week, and the final score twenty four to uh, twenty seven to twenty four. Kidding me with that? Okay. All right, we're going to go to uh, now. We're going to look at the Colts, a Giants team, his favorite team. And here's the thing: the, the Raiders are a weird team that has a lot of momentum all of a sudden. They, they, they. In the last two weeks, they blew out the Chargers, putting up a sixty bomber. And then last week on Christmas, even though they didn't throw a, a pat, they didn't have much in the way of throwing. They did enough to they did enough to to embarrass and and frustrate the Rocket and Big Red at home, as and they still have an outside chance of winning the AFC West, even though it's a long, it's still very much a long shot because they still trail by two games. But the Raiders kept themselves alive. They're still in this wild card chase, though. They they don't hold any tiebreakers, and they could be eliminated due to uh, other situations for Indy. Like Houston, like Jacksonville, eight and seven, trying to win this division. They are currently in a wild card spot, but can they stay there? Even if they don't win this division, but a critical matchup in this matchup. This is a very critical one for both teams as they try to who gets into the postseason. There's not going to be room for both, so we'll see what happens. But Indy still has something to play for. Both teams have something to play for, but can the Colts stay in this playoff race? with Gardner Minshew, go ahead. All right, well, yeah, this one I actually have a little bit written up, nothing major, but uh, something on this because, you know, the Colts are in it and the Raiders are playing tough. They technically are still in it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, since uh, since the, the Raiders fired uh, um, um, Josh McDaniels, Antonio Pierce as the head coach is 5-2. and two. He's given this team life. He should be named full-time head coach of this team. Uh, they blew this a couple years ago, back when they had a fire Gruden, and they had Rich B, B-, B- whatever the, his last name was, I, I can't even remember anymore, um, when he came in, and he led that team to the playoffs, and uh, uh, they should have named him head coach. They didn't. They went with Josh McDaniels, and now they're right back in the same position that they were. This time, I think, as stupid as the Davis Mark Davis was at the end of his end of his life, and now his son is. I think uh, I think he'll learn from his lesson and actually make Antonio Pierce the head coach. I mean, they just beat KC last week. Um, the Colts. One thing I'll say about them, man. Um, they went last year. They've gone almost a year. They went almost a year without winning a home game. Uh, it was October eighth of. Uh, this year that they finally won a home game. Before that, they hadn't won a home game since uh, October 10th of 2022. So uh, uh, they haven't been playing well at home for a while. But since they got that win, they have won some games. So it's now sitting at 3-4 and four at home, which isn't a good record, but much better than they were. Um, but, dude, I think, uh, I think the Raiders, the way they're playing, man, uh, they're on a mission. They're on a mission. They might not make the playoffs, but... They are tough, and I think the Colts are going to struggle here. So I'm going to go with the Raiders with another victory, and I'm going to put the final score here 
at, I'm going to say 23 to 16. Well, you know, what's even more bizarre is not only The Rock is on is on uh, Fox NFL Sunday on their pregame show, his ex-wife is on. His ex-wife, who actually runs the XFL, but they merge those both those spring leagues together. So they're about <laughs> to make an announcement there. It's cr- crazy. Yeah, but I anyway. guess that's why they have him on, but no one cares about any of those leagues. So No. Now they call themselves the United Football League. Yeah. They've merged, now they've merged it into the United Football League, and all, and those eight teams become sixteen teams. Whatever, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm done. I'll tell you what, man. I'll I'm, tell you what. I'm going to do you a favor here with when it comes to this. If you want to watch like some type of football in the spring, um, look in, look up Fox Sports One and look up the IRL, the rugby league that's starting that that'll be starting their season. That's that that that's that's. I mean. That's going to be a lot more fun to watch than some garbage NFL wannabe league. <laughs> it's actually yeah. fun to watch for some rugby, man. It's actually a, well, a fun sport. Well, racing will be starting up after the Super Bowl, so I'll be I'll be I'll be occupied up nah, elsewhere. But anyway, racing, man. I, I I know I know. But anyway, <laughs> to this matchup, like I said, this is a critical matchup for you. Have the Colts winning or the Raiders winning? Raiders. All right. Like I said, Indy's been playing okay, but. Like I said, this is you know, come off a tough loss last week, and, and I don't know if I could trust Gardner Minshew for more than two games. Obviously, he's been their star for most of the year after Richardson went down with his injuries. But obviously, the Raiders are playing well. Like you mentioned, they played much better under Antonio Pierce, and he should be the head coach moving forward. It's obvious that things are going very well there. Everything's going pretty good. For the Raiders, yeah, they might be. It might be too little, too late on playing pass next next Sunday, but they're going to they're going to cause a riff here. So I think they win this game too. I do, and the final score twenty seven to seventeen. Okay, okay. And one other thing now, about the NRL, man, the rugby league, they do have a. If you go on their website, they have a fantasy leagues you can get into. So. You know. <laughs> I know how much you like fancy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. some when I win, anyway. I like it. When I when I get screwed in the playoffs, I I hate it. Yeah. All right. Me, moving moving forward, we're going to go to this next matchup here. Obviously, this is a, one of my pickums of the week. The Giants, like I said, they could play a role in who goes to the postseason or what position a team will be playing in because the last two games are at home against against teams trying to get to the postseason or at least in the postseason looking for for a higher position. The Rams, they they know they can't clinch a playoff berth today, but they'll be one step closer to being being a part of the postseason. A very critical matchup here as they as they go out go out east. They've been playing really good football here as of late. By the Giants will not start the veto. They're going to start they're going to start the other guy, Tyrod Taylor. He got he he came in and did a good job. He gets to start today, so a critical matchup for the Rams, who can't overlook the next matchup because obviously there's a lot on the line, and that matchup with the 49ers is going to have some kind of meeting for somebody. So this is not a game the Rams should overlook. Giants could play a spoiler role today. Go ahead. Yeah, well. Um... Uh, you're, when you made the pick, it was a five and a half point spread. You got the Rams. Um, I think the Rams are going to win this game, but 
I don't think you're going to get the victory with our picks, man. Um, I think Tyrod, you know, he played earlier in the year. I forget which game it was. It was against a good team. I think, I forget who they played. It was, he, he almost pulled it out. Might have been the Bills. Um, he almost pulled out the victory in that game. Um, he's not a, he's a, he's a solid quarterback. He's a major upgrade over uh, Danny Dimes and, and your boy DeVito. Um, and we saw it last week with the Eagles. He almost led the comeback. I think this is going to be a tight game, man. I think the Rams are going to get the win, but it's only going to be a three-point score. Uh, 27-24, Rams. Oh, wow. You think the Giants are actually going to come play today? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. Tyrod's not a bad player. He's not a superstar. I'd be happy to have him as our backup quarterback instead of uh, Mariota. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I mean, but like I said, looking at this matchup, obviously, of course, I p- I picked the Rams. Like I said, I mentioned on my on the look back on Wednesday that I I'd rather go for twenty losses since I'm struggling in my bets. But with Kwame taking the Cowboys and getting burned again last night, I might not finish in last place. Especially if I win the, today, if I win this matchup and the other matchup I picked was the Patriots over the B- B- Bills if they can cover. So. If if those scenarios happen, then obviously I won't be in last place. I'm not winning. I'm not beating you or, or John, but Kwame's not been good this year at all, and he once again already 0 for one right now, and could go 0 for two. So obviously for this matchup, I picked the Rams. I think they're going to go out there and, and win. They're playing really good ball. I know Tyrod's a good is a good player. He's underrated. He's been a good backup. But I just think the Rams are playing really good football. I think they've obviously been playing better ball than we have here in Philly. So I'm going to go with with the Rams here, and, and they're going to cover that. And they're going to win thirty to twenty. Okay. All right. So now we get into into some interesting matchups here. Like I said, there's a lot of matchups with playoff implication now. So we're going to go to uh, we're going to go to a uh, a matchup here later in the day. The Steelers are coming off a big victory last week. They stay alive. They keep two things alive, a postseason spot, a postseason shot, and also also their head coach staying with a winning record, Mike Tomlin. But today they go out to Seattle, who's obviously been making noise here the last two weeks with two very critical wins against, against us and then pull it off against Tennessee. But this is a critical matchup later in the day. Like I said, both teams are 8-7, and seven, still hoping to make the postseason. So, like I said, a lot on the line here for these two teams. So, go ahead to that ma- matchup. All right. I mean, everyone, we've known, we've been talking about this all the time, um, dating back to the end of the year last year with the Tomlin streak of, of not having a losing season. I'm not going to keep talking about mentioning it. Um but there is one thing about this game with coaches, uh, uh, Tomlin and Pete Carroll. They're uh, 14th and 13th in career wins. 179 for Tomlin, 180 for Pete Carroll. So, I mean, you're talking about two two uh, uh, coaches with a great resume. Both of them obviously have Super Bowl two Super Bowl appearances, right? Yeah. No. Yeah, they both been to two Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, two, and they're both one and one. So, I mean, they both won. They both have been the two. Um, the big thing here is Mason Rudolph. He obviously had a big game last week. That's not going to continue, man. 
I mean, that was a one-time thing. He's he's horrible. We all know it. I mean, George Pickens went off. He's 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 just like Gabe Davis. You know, he'll have a huge game and then he'll disappear. This is the week that he disappears, and Mason Rudolph is he might not even throw for 150 yards today. So I'm going with Seattle in Seattle. Um, final score here is gonna be I'm gonna say. I'm going to say 29 to 13. Now, if the Eagles do not get the home field advantage, then either the Rams or the Seahawks are going to be their first matchup in the postseason Super Wild Card weekend. We're we're in the assumption business, so we'll assume that 49ers get the one seed and they get the two seed. They're either going to play Seattle or the Rams. Now, like I said, they both played these two teams, and they should have beaten Seattle, obviously. They did beat the Rams earlier in the year, so... I don't know if I would be really worried or anything if, the, if if these two teams would meet up again. But obviously this is a critical matchup for both teams. Pittsburgh is trying to stay alive in this postseason race, and they want to keep that winning uh, cor- cor- course going on. If they win today, then Tomlin will now have 17 seasons of at least one victory of a, of a winning record, of a winning record. So, I mean, I did not know that them, them and Carroll were right together it wins. I, I never knew that. But still, it's interesting because these are veteran coaches, you know, coaches with a, lot, with a good resumes and, and done a great job for their franchises. But like I said, this is a critical matchup for both teams. Uh, I mean, could go either way. This is, you know, this is, you know, I know Mason Rudolph isn't somebody special, but he's better off than what they had with Trubisky. That's for, that's for damn sure. And and I think I could trust Rudolph, but like I said, Geno Smith is playing in this game. And I think that as cl- as good as, as this matchup could be, I'm going to go with, with the Seahawks as well. I think it's going to be a critical, it's going to be a tight game. I'm going to go with Seattle and the final score, 27-24. to 24. Okay. All right, we're going to go to a matchup later in the day. This should not be. This should be a one o'clock game instead of a four o'clock game. But this is the Nance Robo game. Kansas City coming off a tough loss, and and obviously they're they're still they still have something to play for, even though they're out of the one seed. The one seed is not going to go to them. They can be no better right now. They can be no better than a three seed or a two seed. They can still be the two seed, but they but they cannot be the one seed over Baltimore. They, that that is out the that is out the picture. So, but obviously a critical matchup. They're still trying to win their their eighth straight division title, which would be the longest streak in the league currently. But they're playing the the Bengals, who are coming off a bad loss last week. They got to get their act together. Like I said, this is a critical matchup. I mean, obviously, if Joe Burrow played, this wouldn't be the game of the week. In my opinion, it's not obviously because Joe is not playing. It's Jake Browning, but. Critical matchup here for for both of these two teams as the playoffs draw near. Basically, if, if Kansas City wins this game, they probably do end the postseason chances for Cincinnati. So, critical matchup here for, for these two teams as it's not a playoff eliminator, but it's important for, for both teams to show up and do well. But, obviously, it's a must-win for one of these two teams, or probably both of them. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Well, these two teams in the last like month or so, they're they're on opposite ends of the spectrum here. Um, Cincinnati's won three of their last four, 
and KC has lost three of their last four. Um, but, you know, I mean, you're talking about Jake Browning versus Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. You know, if it, if this was Joe Burrow playing, I would I, I would think the way that like, the Chiefs have been playing, I would I, I would say that Cincinnati will probably win this game. But you're talking about Jake Browning. Um, I mean, one thing that goes in favor of the the Bengals here is just the way that Kansas City offense has played is all year mostly, but also especially lately. I mean, you look at last week against the Raiders. They lost the game. They didn't even their defense didn't even allow a single completion after the first quarter. You know, um, Patrick Mahomes for the season he's averaging six point six yards per attempt, which is the sixth worst in the AFC. Um, the big plays aren't there. Travis Kelsey, his mind is off in uh, Taylor Swift land. You know, he doesn't care. It doesn't. Well, I, I guess he cares, but he not as much as he used to. I don't think. I think he's at the he's at the, he's trying to set himself up for uh, his future career as a podcaster with Jason, um, but I will say, man, coming off a, a a loss, which I mean, obviously the Chiefs have been coming off a number of losses lately, but coming off a loss like that, I do expect a, an elite quarterback to respond with a big game, and when you're talking about Cincinnati. Jamar Chase might not play. Uh, you look at the game they played last week against Pittsburgh. They got blown out by Mason Rudolph. And I think that 11 points that they scored last week in Pittsburgh is more indicative of what Jake Browning is than anything. And they're going up against a tough defense with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs D is going to come up big. I think Mahomes has a good game. And I'm going to go with KC here. With a final score of thirty-one to sixteen. Well, this should be an interesting one. Obviously, these are two teams that need to get their momentum right when the postseason comes. But obviously, for Cincinnati, getting into the postseason will be interesting. And they did hit a roadblock last week. They've been playing really good ball here the last couple of weeks, but then they went to Pittsburgh and got beat. And you know, can you trust Jake Browning to get you to the postseason? I could I compared him to Jeff Garcia, but what he did when McNabb went down with an injury back in 2006 for the Eagles, and he helped them get back into the postseason and win the division. In fact, that year they played three consecutive road games in within the division and won all three, and each one better than the last. So, I mean, obviously it's going to be interesting to see. It's not that way anymore, but. Obviously, this is a critical matchup, and the Chiefs have been, they've never been more vulnerable under Patrick Mahomes than they've, been, than they've been this year. And like you said, Travis Kelsey does not really, you know, his mind is not right. He's been injured, and he's obviously cat uh, Taylor Swift on his mind. She's been at his games. I mean, obviously, he's looking at the long term. He's more worried about his celebrity, which he doesn't even need Taylor Swift to be. He has his own. He's got like 800 commercials. I just saw a new one today for the NFL. So, like I said, Travis Kelsey's worried about his celebrity status more and his relationship more than what's going on in the field. But then again, if he retired today, he's going to the pro. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He's one of the greatest tight ends ever, maybe the greatest, and a two-time Super Bowl champ. So, what does he care? But still, Mahomes wants to be the greatest of all time. That's what he worries about. 
and he knows he's got a long way to go to get to, to Brady's numbers. So at the end of the day, this is a critical matchup, and he's going to try to do what he's got to do. I think it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a battle. But I, I agree with you. I think the, the Chiefs, they desperately need a win. They need, like the Eagles, they need momentum going into next month. Because if they don't, because if they don't get their ass together, they're going to, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a quick, it's going to be a quick postseason exit, and they don't want that. So I'll, I'll give the Chiefs slightly the victory here, and the final score, twenty-three to nineteen. Okay. All right. Now is our, our your favorite. We always do this. Our favorite, the playoff eliminator. Yes, I love that. I love this. This you either win or you're out, and that's why I call it the playoff eliminator tonight on Sunday Night Football. Why this is a Sunday Night game, I'll never know. Big matchup here for both for teams in this division. NFC North, Green Bay, and Minnesota. Basically, you know the drill. Loser is out. And obviously, but that's the winner's not guaranteed to be in either. But obviously, the Vikings, they're struggling and they're going to once again go with another quarterback. It's just been, it's been that kind of year for them. And then obviously, for Green Bay, they've just been struggling and they have a little, they have a major issue with one of their players, Jair Alexander, trying to get rid of him now. So neither team has momentum. And obviously, neither team is not the winner is not guaranteed into the into the wild card. So, but the loser of this game will be out. They, their season will not continue past their next past next week. So, critical matchup in our playoff eliminator. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I would say Green Bay does have some momentum. Um, I mean, they they almost blew that game last week against Carolina, but I mean, they're they're five and three in their last eight. Um, in those eight games, Jordan Love has has come alive. He had a rough start to the season, but he's thrown in those eight games. He's thrown sixteen touchdowns and just three interceptions. So, I mean, they got some momentum there that Minnesota doesn't have. You know, I mean, Minnesota's going with Jaron Hall at quarterback, and they got a bad D. Uh, their defense has allowed fifty-seven points in the last two games. Now, Green Bay also has a bad D, which is why they almost blew that game. They've allowed an average of almost 30 points over the last three games, points per game. Um, so, I mean, their D's not good either. But you talk about Jaron Hall at quarterback. I don't care if they have Justin Jefferson. Minnesota, they're not going to move the ball. And Jordan Love, I expect another good game out of him. So Green Bay is going to win this one and stay in the playoff race. Final score is going to be 33 10. Yeah, obviously that will be interesting to see here with uh, because like I said, these are two teams that obviously, you know, obviously they've been through the wars this year. Jordan Love is trying to do what Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre did do in their first seasons as as starters get to the, to the postseason. And like I said, they have been playing really good football, but it's hard to trust Green Bay especially their defense, because their defense is going to be one of the one of the reasons why they don't make the postseason. They have not done done their best here the last couple of weeks, and they barely, and they barely beat a, a, the worst team in football in Carolina. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, obviously this is a critical matchup. This is a very important matchup, and we'll see what happens here. So 
But obviously, it's hard to trust the Vikings at home because they're going to start another backup quarterback. They lost TJ Hawkinson. He, he's he's done for the season, so they don't have a tight end to trust. I mean, Justin Jefferson's played well, and he's going to have to play well tonight if they're going to win this game. But this is a game where Jordan Love has to be the better quarterback for whatever Vikings put out there. So I'm going to go with Green Bay. They're going to return the favor because Minnesota did beat Green Bay in Lambeau earlier this year. So I'm going to go with Green Bay. And the final score, 34-24. to 24. Okay. All right, we're going to go – obviously, we're going to go to um, – to a very critical matchup, and he. This is the NFC South here. NFC South could be clinched today if Tampa Bay wins. If Tampa Bay wins, the Saints and the Falcons will be basically shut out of the playoffs. But this is a critical matchup. Even though Tampa Bay's been playing really good ball, can you trust Baker Mayfield in a big spot? This is the biggest spot he's been in in a long time or in this career. Obviously, the Saints are just scrappling along. Derek Carr trying to do what he has to do. This is a critical matchup. Like I said, Tampa Bay wins. They're in. They're the division champs. But like I said, I picked the Saints to start the season. This is a game they must win. It's a must win, but obviously a lot to to desire here. Critical matchup. And Tampa Bay, who used to have the worst roster in the NFC when the season began, somehow be playing Super Wild Card Weekend most likely against the NFC East loser in second place. Go ahead. All right. Well, yeah, um, uh, Tampa is looking to clinch their third straight division title, um, fourth straight playoff appearance. They're also sitting on a four-game winning streak, so they've, been, they've, they've come on as of late. With the Saints, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, he's not playing, which, you know, we – the big matchup over the last few years has been Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans. With him out, Evans could have a field day because Lattimore has shut him down for the most part. Um, and that also bodes well for your boy Baker Mayfield, obviously. And, I mean, you look at Mayfield on this four-game winning streak, he's sitting here with a 63% completion percentage. 1,010 yards, nine touchdowns, two inter- one interception. So, I mean, he's played really well. I personally have not don't have much faith in Baker. I don't think he's much more than an average quarterback, but he is hot. And I also have even, even less faith in the Saints team in general. And the fact that this is also in Tampa, I think, uh, I think uh, we're looking at the Saints winning the division today. So, or the Saints, the, the Bucks winning the division today. So I'm going with the Bucks with a final score of, uh, I'll say 27-20. Well, this is a critical matchup for both teams. Like I said, Baker Mayfield has obviously, he's been disrespected around the league the last couple of years since he left, since, 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 since Cleveland dumped him for um, for uh, Deshaun Watson and see how that's worked out, it's not worked out to this to the degree they wanted. Even though the Browns are better off, but not because of Deshaun Watson. But obviously, he he's found a home, and Tampa is obviously a team that 
you know, at first didn't really care about him. He had to earn that starting job, but he did. And unlike a lot of teams in this league, he started every game because, God forbid, it's been a tough year for quarterbacks this year. Over 50, nearly 60 quarterbacks have started at least one game. Today, with C.J. Beathard and with C.J. Beathard starting, he will be the 60th quarterback to start a game this year. So that just tells you how crazy this year has been. But obviously, you know, it is what it is to, to, to put into perspective. Mike Evans is maybe the most underrated player in NFL history. He is going to, to camp. He has a thousand yard season every year in his career, and he's done it again this year. And he's the reason why Tampa has a legit chance to to win to 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 win this division once again. But I still, like I said, I picked the Saints to win this division when the season began. I'm still sticking to it, but obviously they have to win. This is a must win today because if they lose, it's over. So I'm going to go with the Saints. Cross my fingers. And twinkle my toes, <laughs> and I'm going to go with the Saints, and they'll have, and they'll even score points today, because obviously in the South somehow you do score points. Final score twenty nine twenty four. Okay. All right, we haven't done our lock of the your lock of the week or my game of the week, but this might be it. And why the hell is this game at one o'clock? I'll never know. But this is the matchup, biggest matchup of the day. AFC first overall pick is I mean first overall seed is on the line. If Baltimore wins, not only do they clinch the set, the, the 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 North, they win the they win the one seed. They clinch home field advantage. It's all all there for them to take. Miami wins. They win the AFC South. I mean the AFC South, AFC East, and they would win the one seed with a win next week against Buffalo. But obviously, if Buffalo loses today, they still win the AFC East. So, very important matchup. Can Miami pull off the upset of the year, or will Baltimore solidify themselves as the top team in not just the AFC, but in the NFL in general, going into this critical postseason? Go ahead. All right, yeah. um, yeah, if Baltimore wins this game, they, they, they clinch the number one seed and they got nothing to play for last next week. If they lose, these two teams have the same record and Miami would have the tiebreaker. So next week would be huge for both teams. Um, now, like you said, we haven't I haven't done my lock of the week yet. And you look at last week um, on, with our Wednesday picks, I took Baltimore over the Niners. And I made Baltimore my lock of the week. This week, I took Baltimore with our Wednesday picks. And I'm also making them my lock of the week. They're giving up three points at home in Baltimore against Miami. A team that had, who before last week, you know, they snuck out a victory over Dallas, who also, you know, hasn't played well against good teams. Up to that point, um, Miami, you know, up until last week, they hadn't beat a team with a winning record. So, you know, okay, they got a victory at home against Dallas. They snuck it out. Okay, nice, nice. Helped us out. But let's face it, man, this is a soft team. Uh, they they, they want to pretend like they're tough. Uh, they, I mean, Raheem Mostert and uh, Devon A. Chain, they do run the ball. 
but they're not a tough team, man. Just like the Niners, you come out, you hit them in the mouth early, you beat them up, and they fold. They're going to fold. And Baltimore is the type of team that's going to come out and, and punch them in the mouth early. And uh, it's not going to be pretty. You know, last year, Baltimore did have a lot of injuries on defense, and they allowed a lot, man. Uh, Tua threw for 462 and six touchdowns against Baltimore last year. That's not going to happen this year, especially with Jay Waddle out. Um, Raheem is also out. Moster is also out. Oh, he's out too? Oh, yeah, he, he's, yeah. He's, been, he's out today. Oh, okay, well, I mean, that's going to hurt him even more, obviously. Um, the one thing I will say about Miami, which I didn't realize until I started really looking into it, because uh, – when we talked on Wednesday and we did, and John did his fantasy question, he asked over-under for Lamar Jackson. I was like, uh, you know, Miami doesn't have a really good defense. Um, I mean, that's just their reputation. But their defense has actually been playing really well most of the year. Um, since week five, they have the number one, they're number one in the NFL in total defense and quarterback hits. They're number two in sacks, and they're number five versus the run. So, I mean, they get after it. But... Lamar Jackson and that offense, it's a different it's 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 a lot different than playing pretty much any other quarterback and besides, you know, maybe like Jalen Hurts or something. Um so yeah, man. Um I th- I think Baltimore is gonna move the ball. I think they're gonna put up points, and I think they are gonna be all over Tua. That defense is gonna be all over Tua. So I'm going with Baltimore to cover the three as my lock of the week. I'm going to say final score is going to be 30, 36-27. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Obviously, Miami, they're dealing with a lot, lot of injuries going into this matchup, and this is a critical matchup for them if they want to, if they obviously want to get to, if they want this one seed. Obviously, they got to get it, and they got to hope, hope for, for the best. But Baltimore is coming off probably the biggest win of the year. Beating down those 49ers, those at those piece of crap 49ers. But obviously, to me, if you're if you're the Dolphins, I mean, obviously, this is critical because you don't have Waddle and you don't have Mostert. So I mean, you got to look hard into Tyree Kill, who's still not 100, percent and Ha Ha, who's not also 100. percent So their offense is not at at the be- at their best right now, and you're going against the Ravens, top defense in the league. Lamar, most likely the leader of the MVP race, though they still say Tua has an outside chance. Now, like I said, these two teams met week two last year, and the Ravens were in full control until they weren't, and the Dolphins came storming back. But if the Ravens get out to a big lead, which we all both agree is going to happen, they're not coming back. Like you said, Dolphins are like the Cowboys, like the 49ers. They're bullies, but they can be bullied, and that's the case. They're going to probably be bullied today. I got the Ravens winning big, winning the AFC regular season, getting the one C home field advantage, and the final score, thirty-seven to twenty. Okay. Okay. All right. That leads us to one more game, and normally we would they would play later, but this game is about to start here in about five, not five minutes, in about a few more seconds. About but five we're seconds. Well, we're going to start talking. We're going to talk about it anyway. It's like the good old days. We've done this many times in the past. Obviously, the Eagles they got they got help. They they won last week. They end their losing skid, and they got help too. They they won last week. 
the 49ers loss. Now, the Cowboys, unfortunately, good and bad news. Bad news is Dallas won. The good news is if the Eagles win out, they're at least the two seed. They'll win the division, but they'll out, and they'll be no worse than the two seed. But now, if the 49ers lose one more game and, and the Eagles win out, they win the, today and next week at, at Meadowlands, they'll be the one seed. Somehow. Somehow they'll get the one seed back. I don't know. But still, it's still critical. With this Eagles team, you just never know. The, the, the Cardinals have nothing to play for. They're 3-12. and 12. They're bad. They're not, they're not fighting for anything but maybe a high draft pick. But this is also a personal game because Jonathan Gannon, our defensive coordinator the last two years, the previous two years, is now their head coach. And, of course, he would like to come in here and find a way to put, put it together against his old, his old squad who their defense was, was blamed for a Super Bowl loss. But – their defense this year, the Eagles' defense is not better off without him. So, critical matchup here as the Eagles try to find a way to win this division and, more importantly, still have an outside chance that everybody, that the 49ers, Cowboys, and whoever have to come here to take the AF- NFC tile crown from us. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I'm not even going to get too much into the scenarios. I mean, we just got to win. That's all that matters. Um, do, do what we need to do, and then whatever happens, happens. Okay? Um, obviously, your boy, Jonathan Gannon, coming back to Philly for the first time since, uh, since the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things going around about how he kind of screwed us over with the lack of preparation. And, you know, obviously we got picks from the Cardinals because th- they did some shady shit to hire him. Um, so there's that, and you know, you, you might Kyler Murray's back, but it's not like he's doing any better than even uh, uh, Josh Dobbs was. I mean, they're two and four under with Kyler Murray back. It's not like this is a good team. Um, the Eagles have been frustrated, you know. Obviously, last week they had they had a potential blowout on their hands, and then almost blew the game. Um, they haven't won a game by uh, uh, two scores or by more than one by more than eight points since uh, they won by, against Miami earlier in the year. Fourteen they won by. Um, other than that, every win that they've had has been one score or less or a loss. Um, and I'm taking a chance here, man, with our suicide pool. I, I've been saving the Eagles all year. I figure I'm just going to take them and hope for the best. So hopefully they can actually actually win by two scores or more. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, when it comes to this game, I, I, I somehow, for some reason, I think the Eagles are going to come out and run the ball. Um, I'm trying to talk. We saw the Eagles' first drive here, so I'm trying to kind of give you my thoughts ah. from before the game. Um, but... Uh, I do think the Eagles are going to come out and try to establish the run early, which is going to be good for them. So I'm going to go with the Eagles, and I think they, they, they actually, I think they actually win by two scores here for once. Finally, if they can actually, if they just establish the run and they do what they need to do, we're obviously the much more talented team. We're the better team. It's just a matter of doing what you got to do, and doing it for 60 minutes, not for 30. 
So for some reason, I think the Eagles are going to actually play a full 60 minutes today. I'm going to go final score 37 to 20. Well, if the first if the first drive is any indication, they went three and out. So yeah, I'm I know, thinking, I know. I, I'm trying to say based upon like my, what I'm I know. Thinking I mean, I know. It's just, I mean, to me, yes. This is a, th- th- there's no excuse. The Eagles should blow this team out. They're the worst team in the NFC or second worst team by record in the NFC, and they have nothing to play for. Kyler Murray is not 100. percent He's not the Kyler Murray of old coming off the ACL injury and hasn't played well at all since he came back. And really, there's no reason. But we all know the Eagles are a very scrappy team this year. They're still a contender. They're still a team that you may have to deal with, but still. But this year, compared to last year, they only have two wins by more than one possession, by more than one score. So it's tough. It's a tough deal right now. Things are not going as great as it it should be, you know. But I think that they'll find a way today to win this game. Oh, yeah, by the way, since we don't really talk about suicide pool, so did I. <laughs> we, I took them, too. So, oh, yeah, you still had them, too? Yeah, I took them, too. I mean, you, you run out, like you said, you run out of options. You get to this part of the year, you just have to take the best matchup available if it is the best matchup. But, <laughs> but like I said, I think the Eagles will find a way. It won't be easy. Like, nothing this year. Nothing is easy. You, have, you just have to take whatever's given to you. But I think they'll find a way, even if they struggle early. They'll, they're the better team. They'll find a way at the end to, to pull this off. And like I said, if, if all scenarios go well, then they should be able to at least get themselves into position to at least get get the two seed at least and division title. So, like I said, they're not going to win the division today, unfortunately, because of last night, but Still, we'll see what happens here. I think the Eagles will win. Do I think they'll win by a bunch? Probably not, just because that, that's just, just the way they are this year. It's just, just the way it is this year, unfortunately. So, Eagles win, and the final score, 34-27. to 27. Okay, okay. Yeah, just watch as we were talking. I mean, that was a great catch there on third down by Greg Dortch, man. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we didn't get off to the best start, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, Arizona doesn't have a lot of talent. They don't have a lot of weapons. I mean, James Conner basically is their their top guy. Yeah. He has to do everything. And if, and if he gets shut down, then they don't have a second option. Remember, they used to have uh, Zach Ertz, but he's not there anymore, so... Like I said. Well, Trey McBride yeah, is we, good, man. We, we just saw him make a big catch, but he is good. He's a good player, man. Don't sleep on him. Now, I'm not saying that they, they have no weapons, but they don't have, it's not like they have no weapons. But but like I said, it, we'll, we'll see what happens here. But like yeah. I said, Eagles, you know, now to the best start today. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, they got some options. They got some players on offense that can make some plays. It's just... Uh, it's just a limited team talent wise. So, I mean, it's just yeah. a matter of, dude, we might, they might, they're going to score some points on this opening drive, but, dude, if we just establish the run and we play our game, well, I, I shouldn't say that. If the defense plays aggressive and we run the ball, that's both of a bar in our game. But if we do that, we should be good. If we sit back and let them do whatever they want on defense and, we try to throw do five step drops every play, then 
we're going to have the same type of game that we've had all year. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Well, that's all we have. That's all we have for this matchup. I mean, for these matchups, join us on Wednesday or Thursday. Hopefully it'll be Wednesday for, for the look back. Rumor has that we might have a special guest. Giants buddy Paul might return. Rumored, he, he's telling me that a couple, not too long ago. We'll see. But obviously, we'll look back on this week. Obviously, we get ready to see what this final week of week 18, this final week, and, and the scenarios. We'll look at all the scenarios and stuff. Obviously, all the other fun, fun playing jigs or whatever. But have a happy new year and will join us later in the week as we look back like we always do. Yeah, bro.